Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Here's one of the interviews from the stage of the 2016 Code Conference. If you like it, please leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Recode Replay. I was thinking this morning about the simulation thing, because I, I went into like high school freshman mode. And I was thinking, if it's a simulation, why am I so short? Like, why can't I be tall in my simulation? Anyway, I'm going to come out with these all day. Anyway, to kick off, um, everybody knows Tinder. I don't know how many of you use it. I do not. But it is a fast-moving and uh, pretty much the most popular dating app there is, and a very exciting wrinkle in an area that had been sort of hidebound for years. And the CEO has been in the news a lot, and he's a really fascinating, interesting person, Sean Rad. There. Ugh. All right, now I'm a little bit tired from last night's Einstein lesson, so <laughs> let's talk about dating. Thank God. Um, no, it's not. It's not this light, but Elon's amazing. It is. It really is. Um, uh, so let's talk about your business. Let's talk first about your history as a CEO. Um, I know you don't want to talk about this a lot, but I'm not going to go over all the various things. But you've been through a lot in a very short career as a CEO. Um, talk a little bit about mistakes, because I think mistakes were made. Is another panel that's coming up, and what do you, what have you learned um, from your various being CEO, then not being CEO, now you're CEO again? Talk to me about like what it's like to be a young entrepreneur and learning on the job training. I feel like I've learned so much. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I uh, look. I think there's no playbook to being a CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's hard, and, and every CEO, every company has challenges along the way. Particularly, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm I'm young, and I'm 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 learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think getting for those of you who don't know, I I was uh, a while ago I was fired um, as CEO and asked to take another role in the company, and then a few months later asked to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking about this recently at a commencement. I I say this a lot, being fired was one of the hardest things that ever happened to me, but it was also one of the best things that ever happened to me. Do you think you deserve to be fired for what you did? You know, I think I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm learning and the board felt that we needed um, someone who's a little more experienced and, mm-hmm. and, and I felt like I needed the help as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't really being fired, it was really taking another role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I what like I, that, I went well done there. Well, what I got, what I got out of it, I'll say, I'll say the, 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 the two most important things that sort of made me who I am, that I got out of it. Um, number one, um, when you lose the title, you sort of have to ask yourself what, what's important. Mm-hmm. And for me, I realized the title doesn't matter, the credit doesn't matter. Like, what, what mattered was that I get to wake up every day and work on something that I love and with people that I love, and I love Tinder. Um, and the second thing is, I think, particularly when you're young, like, you imagine that a leader has all the answers. So there's a lot of pressure um, being at the helm of a fast-growing company, and, and, and I felt a lot of pressure every day and, and I didn't have all the answers and I wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was fired, I no longer felt that pressure. I was able to let go. Mm-hmm. And um, people still came to me and, and asked questions and asked for guidance, but instead of um, feeling like I had to know the answer, I was able to say, I don't know, let's go figure it out together. And in a weird way, um, not being the CEO is exactly what, what helped me learn what it means to be a CEO, which is, you know, my job is to chart a course and um, 
assemble a team who each have their strengths and weaknesses, but you know, together we can get there, right? And, and, and help the company understand what should we do, what shouldn't we do, um, and be a partner with the executive team and, 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 and the rest of the, the, the people at the company. So I, I think I'm, I'm better as a result of, of some of the challenges I've had to face. So talk about being a CEO again, because I, I, I've seen several interviews you since you CEO where you say just about anything, which is, you know, <laughs> I don't want to compare you to Donald Trump, but boy, does stuff come out of oh, your mouth. Oh, please don't. Okay. Um, but you, you really do. You sort of talk about anything. You talk about dating. You talk about people on Tinder. You talk about uh, people who are Tindering at you. I just have yeah. the correct way to say it. I'm sorry. I'm 100 years old. Um, no, no. You, you, you got it right. Look, I... I, I uh, I have learned that I'm pretty good at talking about Tinder. Mm -hmm. um, I suck at talking about myself. Okay. Uh, but it's not surprising because right. I, I think about Tinder every day. It's, it's, it's what I love to do. It's so much of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and outside of that, um, particularly outside of that, I'm still growing. I'm young. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I, I'm definitely, I've, I've learned a few lessons there. Okay, good. Well, you're behaving very well right now. Um, so, um, uh, <laughs> Sound like a mom. Uh, so, uh, so let's talk about your structure right now. Again, it's unusual. It's an un you're operating on an unusual structure. What is the relationship between you and IAC now? Is it is it a hard match group? Match group. Match I'm group. sorry. Match IAC uh, is. Yeah, you know. It, 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 you know we've now spun out in, right. into the match group. Um, no, it's actually fantastic. Mm -hmm. So you know they're a majority owner in Tinder, um, and uh, it's amazing because. I have a lot of freedom, um, and the team is really empowered to go build the company that, that, that we want to build, but there's so much experience and there's so much leadership um, there to help us. Mm -hmm. And you know, we have, we have you, everyone has mentors in life, but you know, my mentors, Greg Blatt was the CEO of, of, of the Match Group, like, you know, it's, it's, he's there by my side, which is awesome. And so, but although you are the bomb, like what, what is happening in Match Group is not the other stuff, it's your stuff. No, I think there's a successful business um, around Tinder, but you know, Tinder is definitely the, the, one of the most exciting parts of it. Um, and you know, we have, we're, we're a young company, so we're scaling really fast. Um, and you know, we have challenges. Some challenges the Match Group has already seen, so I get to benefit from that learning, and some challenges are new, and we're figuring out Are you together. able to develop quickly enough within an organization? You've always been with, you, you've had an unusual, compared to other startups, usually startups, they're private, and they go public or they get bought, but you were started as an incubator, essentially. Yeah, no, I, I've, of course I've been able to grow up. And, Do you regret and, doing it that way? No, feel? no. I think, you know, one thing I'm learning is, is um, it's kept us disciplined. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tinder's a very successful, um, healthy business. Um, and, and that part of that came from the culture um, that, that was built at IAC, that was built at Match Group, that, that, you know, a lot of the cultural values that, that the founding team, that I embody, um, and you have that support system, so we're better as a result. Of course, there are areas where, you know, we need to figure out um, on both sides, you know, how to sort of provide freedom to, um, to sort of more entrepreneurial-minded uh, uh, people at the company, but, but at the same time, I mean, look, we are where we are, um, and, and I think part of that is, is as a result of the environment we had around so us. So doing it differently is not something that... I mean, I'm sure everyone mm -hmm. looking back would say I would do 100 things differently, but, but I'm so happy with where we are right now. So let's talk about the business. Mm -hmm. it, Tinder is profitable? 
Uh, Tinder is, um, we, we just crossed a million paid users. Um, we have a very successful subscription business. So, mm -hmm. you know, we don't, we don't say too much beyond that, but, okay. um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with where the business is. So, profitable? <laughs> is that? Yeah, we're, we're part of being a public company as you, you okay. we don't. Okay, all right, so you are, you make money, you have a million subscriptions, people pay mm -hmm. for the premium version, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, where does that go from there? Because the only thing you can do is grow, correct? Only more and more people using yep. the subscription service. And you've got a group of people that come in and out of it. You know, yep. come in and out, they're dating, they're not dating, or yep. someone likes to date a lot. I guess they're on it a lot. So, so the core Tinder product is free. Um, and it'll always No, be I get that, I get that. But we, you know, we, we have a set of, of, of features that give you special powers that you, know, you don't need, but you might, might want on Tinder, and that's in our Tinder Plus package. And we're continuously iterating there, and we're adding, um, we're adding to the offering. Um, in addition to that, we've been working on advertising uh, for the last year. We've been experimenting, and I think we arrived at now at a great user experience for our users, and we're providing a lot of value to our advertising partners. So, so now it's about explain scaling. advertising. I can't like imagine. Like I, again, I don't use the product, yeah. but um, uh, and also you're live on it when you're using it. I, I I tried it once when Barry Diller called me and said, "Look at this one thing," and I I went on it and I didn't. I had been so used to Match and OK, and it was the beginnings of it. And I put it on, and I realized I was live on Tinder, and I was dating people, like suddenly, which was problematic at the time. Um, and so it was really, it was fascinating. So I was like, ah! Like, um, it was interesting. I got a lot of um, goth women in the mission and men in Oakland, uh, which was odd. I felt that was odd. And I was swiping the wrong way. Um, anyway, it was, a it, was a, it was a bad experience all around for me. But nonetheless, um, I couldn't imagine advertising in that environment. And what do you, what do you have, condoms or what? What's no, the... no, 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 no. Look, you, you're, you're people who are on Viagra. Tinder, um, you know, what we're about is making introductions. Right. And people are coming to Tinder because they want to meet new people and, and they're curious about what the possibilities are. I might make a friend. I might um, end up in a, in, a, in a marriage. I might end up with a short-term relationship or a hookup, but mm -hmm. there's so many possibilities that come out of Tinder, but fundamentally, it's about what could be. And, and users are there to discover new people, to discover new content. So it's a very friendly environment mm -hmm. um, for ads. You know, advertising is very interruptive in a lot of other platforms. I expect to see X, mm -hmm. and then, you know, brands inserts themselves into the experience. Um, but on Tinder, it's like, you sort of don't know what you're gonna see, mm -hmm. um, and you're there, um, to discover. Right. Um, so, you know, what an ad looks like on Tinder is as I swipe, I might see um, a card that is a video from a brand mm -hmm. and, um, um, and I can swipe left if I don't like it and I can swipe right if I, mm -hmm. if I like it. Um, and, and, you know, we're swiping right right now means that you like the ad and allows us to show you more of such ads. Um, but in the future, swiping right could lead to other actions that that. So, what that we works provide. in advertising on, on a dating site? Because they've never had advertising on dating. Well, sites. we don't we don't look at it as um, we don't look at our users as you know. Just we, first of all, we don't look at ourselves as just a dating site. Mm -hmm. You know, right. we're we're about we're about connecting people, making introductions. Um, and just because our users are single doesn't mean that they don't they don't have many facets of who they are. So we have a very engaged audience. Um, you know, single single users have more disposable income. Um, they're they're sort of in a mindset where they're they're more they're more open to discovering new brands, new things. So I think um, it, it's really about reaching our millennial audience, 
not about reaching a single audience. I mean, you can go to Facebook and target singles, mm -hmm. um, but the engagement that's on Tinder, the, the passion for the product, um, the relationship with people So what works in advertising Tinder. when people are in a dating mode? You know, they are still... doing something else. They're doing yeah, well, a look, goal in, in that regard. It, it's, it's, it's the same thing that works on Facebook or Snapchat, but, but you know, we encourage our advertisers to get creative um, and, and sort of speak to that millennial audience that's on Tinder. Uh, Give you me know, an example. Um, you know, we did uh, a fun campaign early, early on. This one of our tests with uh, the show Suits, which is one of my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. And you can swipe right, match with one of the characters, and, um, and, and get a message from the character. And we had different characters. You know, we've, we've partnered with, um, with Dentine, Ice, and Orbitz. Um, uh, and they had fun, you know, they had their own campaigns and they tailored them to the Tinder audience and they made them, you know, more funny, more edgy. Um, so, you know, and, and we're just getting started. It's like the first inning, but like this year is all about scaling advertising. Advertising. And yeah. how big a business is that now? Um, the majority of our business right now is subscriptions. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, we, we're, we're really starting to fuel advertising, build an organization around the products that we've built. So it's, you know, we're just getting started. So let's talk about your business, the subscription business, and more than, you, you want to be more than a dating. You keep saying I'm more than a dating site, but people think of you as a dating a hookup site, really. I mean, a dating slash hookup site. What do you mean you're more? Well, you know, you, you, I don't. You you're know, not Facebook. No, 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 no. We're about making introductions. That's what we believe in. I mean, we mm -hmm. started this company because relationships are powerful. It's what builds everything around us. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to be the place, you know, we want to connect people and, and, you know, we don't want to judge what happens after. Mm -hmm. Let them figure out where they go. Um, and there's, there's friendships that happen, connections. People travel and they use Tinder to match with locals and figure out where to go, what to do. But for us, um, there's really two things that we think about. Um, uh, one is we have this global, massive audience. So we need to think about how can we take this product that's being used by, you know, people, someone who uses Tinder in Los Angeles uses it very differently than in India, and there's different cultural nuances. Mm -hmm. So now it's about building that international footprint, tailoring, tailoring the product to every individual market. Um, we hired, you know, Derek Callow just joined us, he's running international, and uh, like we joke, our goal is that, you know, we want people to feel like in India that Tinder was invented by a few friends down the street, not by a company in Los Angeles. The second thing, you know, going beyond one-on-one um, -on -one, uh, romantic connections is we think a lot about how people connect in groups. Mm -hmm. You know, Tinder's been very successful at introducing me to someone one-on-one -on -one and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things can come out of that connection. But a big part of who I am is I go out with my friends. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the one-on-one -on -one connections at Tinder result in groups of friends hanging out. And Tinder Social, which we, we just launched in Australia, Australia I've seen this, is, yeah. is just about that. It's about... Tinder, so, if I get this straight, Tinder Social is you form groups uh -huh. and then you meet other groups, like gangs or something. Yeah. You've, <laughs> no, uh -huh. you, if you're going out with your friends, right. um, you know, we might be hanging out. No. And, well, you never know. Um, and we're friends. No. <laughs> I like you. I like you too. Okay. Um, so, so if I'm going out with my friends, uh -huh. um, I, I can see who, what other groups of friends are out. Mm -hmm. um, there's a section where you can say what you're doing and where you're going, and I can swipe right 
and if the group swipes right on me, then we're in a group chat and we can communicate. So that's groups of people who don't know it. each other, correct? These are people who don't know each other. Now, you might find one of your friends in the other group, mm -hmm. right? It's no different than, you know, when we go out, mm -hmm. we're socializing in groups. I might show up at a friend's party with, you know, my two friends. Doesn't mean I don't know people at the party. Mm -hmm. um, I might be acquainted with them. I might know them. Um, but who you're with says a lot about who you are. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's about... What I saw was literally groups hooking up with groups. Matching with groups and, yeah. and going out and figure out. I mean, it's, 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 um, it's going well in Australia. You know, we're, it's, a, it's a big feature for us, so we've got to get it mm -hmm. right. Um, and, and we're going to start rolling it out globally soon. Mm -hmm. And what about other social? I mean, you're calling it Tinder social, correct? Yes. Yes. And so it's not just groups. It's, again, it's one-on-one -on -one friendships. Is there a way to... No, you know, I, I, I think... Um, it's more about thinking about how... I mean, does it always um, have to have a dating aspect to it or a relationship? No, no, and, 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 and Tinder social isn't just about dating. You, you, you going out with groups, you, you, you connect increase with your other chances, groups. but okay. All right. You increase, because you might, you might meet someone um, in out group. with your friends and, yeah. and someone in the group might catch your eye mm -hmm. and, and that might lead to a one-on-one -on -one relationship. Mm -hmm. But, you know, no one walks into a bar or a restaurant or friend's house and says, oh gosh, like, who should I go out with right now? You just are who you are. That's why on Tinder, you know, you, un, you know, unlike some other apps, like you don't have to fill out a resume when you walk in. You just are who you are, and you build a connection, and you have an initial initial impression mm -hmm. based off someone's body language, the common friends you share, and everything. And then what ensues is a is a is is conversation. But you're not trying to put together friendships. You're not you're not the friend. Not explicitly. We're right. trying to connect people. We're right. trying to connect, connect groups. Mm -hmm. And many meaning, things. Meaning a more can benign part of, of Tinder, because I, I think it would be hard to create. Tinder is known for, it has a dating brand, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It just does, people think about it that way. Well, it's a lot of, I mean, meeting new people, a lot of it has to, like, one of the biggest motivations behind making new connections is because you're looking for a partner in life. Mm -hmm. um, or whether you want to admit it or not, emotionally, you're looking for someone to share with and, mm -hmm. and, and to grow with. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, that motivation is behind a lot of... So a let's lot talk of about that, brand. Stuff. So you, you, I like that meeting people to grow with. Most, that's not the image that you have. Well, look, I think, I think... What I'm asking about is there's been a lot of stories. Like, yeah. you, got, you all got angry at the Vanity Fair story about how people behave. I'll be honest with you, I have a young son who's moving into dating life, and I'm worried like, mm -hmm. about, about, the, about the way people interact online with each other. Mm -hmm. um, he met his first girlfriend on Snapchat, which disturbed me, because I thought it could be some guy, in, in, uh, some <laughs> older guy in another town. Like, I didn't know who... It was sort of fascinating. I was a little nervous about it, and because I'm a nervous mother, but you know, how do you move, how do you think your brand's been portrayed? Like that Vanity Fair story, which was not positive. It was sort of an ugly sort of hookup, yeah. degrading kind of culture. I think I think it's easy to look at um, one type of connection that comes out of Tinder and one dimension of people in this world, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that article sort of focused on um, a part of society. Not, I think it, it, it's hard to say that that reflects society as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, and people want different things, and the different you're at different ages mm -hmm. and different stages of your life, you're going to um, make a connection go in different places. Mm -hmm. um, um, if you know, right now I'm older and I'm 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 looking for something more serious and um, a more meaningful connection, and and anyone I meet, that's where it's going to go, or else I'm not going to waste my time. Um, so I think, I think, you know, what matters is how our users perceive our brand. 
And How do you think they perceive it now? You know, the, has it, I has think, that changed? Because it was that sort of fast, the way it was started on campuses. Yes. You know, hey, think, fun, sex, fun, sex, sex, fun. Because it was a younger audience of right. Tinder. And that audience is now older. Those connections have resulted in marriages. You know, right. you know, for every article that focuses on one part, there's an article that focuses on the more serious part of Tinder. I mean, even you know, New York Times last week wrote an article about all the marriages that are happening on Tinder. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, we've made 11 billion connections. Mm -hmm. um, even if those connections are benign, like many of them are going to lead to to life-altering connections. Mm -hmm. um, um, I get inundated like every day uh, with with people thanking us for married, you know, getting married on Tinder or meeting their best friend or or whatnot, and that's a beautiful thing. Okay, let's, take pride let's in finish that. up by talking about new applications mm -hmm. of doing this because you also have AI we're not going to you guys have a lot of you know what people are doing data and how they, data science where it's going what are you going to do with all that data because you do you have their they, you know their text you know their connections you know quite a bit about them and then secondly what's your what does tinder look like in the age of VR great question um, so it's a challenge that the bigger we get and we have tens of millions of users across the world um, Choosing who to show you when you open the app because you have a limited amount of time uh, becomes an increasingly bigger challenge. So we have a wonderful team that that you know uh, focuses on solving this problem every single day, um, and um, and 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 you know in fact we we were talking about this yesterday. Um, we want every single person on Tinder to get a quality match, and that is a hard problem to solve. And there's, for example, there's a, there's a, a very important transgender community on Tinder. Mm -hmm. um, and for a long time, we haven't done enough to uh, right. give them a good experience. What's um, happened? Explain. Well, I think, I think it's, it's um, it, you know, they, they, they would match with individuals on the app, um, and, um, and it's, it's, it, they sort of, it's harder for them to find what they're looking for because, mm -hmm. you know, right now you can only be a male or female on Tinder. Right. Um, but I think people identify in different ways. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're working with, um, you know, GLAAD and other organizations to figure out how we can modify the experience. Um, so what happens, they can, get, what happens when they can't identify, when they can't get the... I think what a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of um, transgender users get reported by other users because users think they're bots or fake or they don't, they don't, you know, they're not, they don't understand what to make of it, um, and they're not able to specify what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we have to modify the experience to address that. Mm -hmm. We want all of our users to 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 find a quality connection. Mm -hmm. um, so, in a in a in about a month or two, we're about we're going to launch uh, uh, enhancements to the app that solve this for the transgender community. Which, you know, I think it's not only good for the Tinder community, but it's also the right thing to do. Period mm -hmm. for the world. I think you know, let people be who they are. Mm -hmm. And um, that would mean so you have more designations beyond. Yes. You could do. Yes. Yes. And and um, and you can you can sort of specify more accurately what you're looking for instead mm -hmm. of a, and who a, you are and who you are. Right. And so that rolls out when. Um, I think uh, in, in about a month and a half, you'll, we'll, we're going to launch a set of features that um, improve the experience for a transgender community. And then beyond that, to answer your question, you know, we constantly are modifying the algorithm. Um, and and not, you know, we have 11 billion matches, so we know a lot about what creates a match, and then we feed that back into sort of our general understanding. But we also tailor the algorithm to every individual. Um, and I think VR is very early. We're in like the first inning, mm -hmm. um, and well, you know. Imagine a Tinder experience on VR. 
Well, it's it's funny, you know, John, um, my partner John, you know, he he's he's sort of thinking about these these crazy experiences, and we and you know, there are some fun things you can do. Ultimately, what's important to us is that whatever digital experience you get results in a real world real world connection. That's what Tinder is about. Mm -hmm. We want to build products that get you out into the world with people. Um, experiencing something. And um, I think it's early with VR. Um, you know, if that becomes a main, I think it will become a mainstream platform. The question is how are people utilizing it and what are the social norms developed around AR? But if it's something that is part of the everyday um, psyche, then we're definitely going to deliver the Tinder experience there. completely in a VR setting? No. I think, I think you can meet and converse um, to a degree on a VR setting, but at the end of the day, nothing replaces this. Nothing well, replaces That's not connection. true according to Elon Musk. Just so you know, I mean, we could have games so realistic, you know, that was he was talking about is that you don't even know you're in a game. Yeah, we're, we're potentially in the matrix. Right, um, no, we are. We are, yeah. Whatever base reality um, is. Yeah, that blew my mind. I know, um, um, but, 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 but it, okay, not VR, but AR. Could there be Tinder glasses? Like look, you go into a place and you go tick, 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 like you can like sort of like the Terminator where you look and can see people and who they are. Do you imagine that? I think happening? what's what's great about Tinder. So so the way we always envision Tinder is that we're adding a layer mm -hmm. on real life that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, if I see um, a girl in the room that I might want to talk to, I'm probably shy to walk up to her. I might mm -hmm. get rejected. Mm -hmm. But what Tinder allows me to do is kind of give her a glance, a silent look, and if she reciprocates, then you know, maybe there's a connection. Um, what excites me about AR, you know, that was the founding mm -hmm. sort of idea behind mm -hmm. Tinder. Mm -hmm. that, that was, the, what excites me about AR so is- So Tinder glasses, essentially. It, well, think about providing another layer of information. You know, mm -hmm. when I look at you, if I can then, just like I can in Tinder, mm -hmm. know who our common connections are, or, or understand another part of you that you want to mm -hmm. display, mm -hmm. I can now make a better, more accurate assessment whether or not we should connect. And if I had tools to react to that allow me to, you know, break the ice, mm -hmm. um, you can create more connections in the world. Oh, I awesome. see you like chihuahuas. Like or maybe I, I swipe right. <laughs> right, right. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um, so are you pursuing those? Are you doing? Um, it, it's, it's early. You know, we, you, we, we toy around with a lot of things, mm -hmm. um, uh, but, you know, we have, we have higher priority things that we're working on first. Um, uh, you know, I think, I think we'll start probably exploring it in a year and a half as these platforms mature. It's way too early right now. Okay. Questions from the audience? Rashawn? Anybody? Questions? Dating questions? Anyone? Questions? All right. I'm just going to ask a couple more. Oh, wait. I got a question David. here. Uh, hi, uh, hi, Stephen Levy at Back Channel. So we ran a story last year um, about uh, dating sites that are founded by women, including one who was a co-founder of, of Tinder there. And I think the uh, assumption you know, of the writer, who wasn't me, um, uh, was that, uh, that these sites actually work better for women because women found them, they understood this. Um, she says, if you were a male entrepreneur approaching the problem of online dating from your point of view, the goal would be to provide male users with more women. Um, I, I, we didn't hear from you. That, is, that is such a, look, I think Tinder, it's a very naive way of looking at the world. Um, I, think, I think Tinder is um, um, fundamentally better for both men and women because it's a safer environment to meet. You know, before, if, if, if you're sort of in a room, anyone can walk up to you, anyone can invade your space. 
Um, and on Tinder, you control who gets to communicate with you. And that was the founding principle of Tinder, which I think is a, you know, better for both men and women, especially better for women. Um, and you know, I pride ourselves in the fact that we have a very diverse team. You know, we have a global audience of tens of millions of users. There's no way we would be where we are if we did not um, actively think about every part of our audience, you know, women, men, transgender, every, you know, there, there are many people in this world uh, and different types of people, and we think about all of them. Um, I think secluding us to one uh, is not a good idea, and, and you know, we, you know, we, believe me, there, there have been conversations every day we'll have, we'll have fascinating conversations about how we can better tailor the Tinder experience to different parts of our, of our user base. Okay, thanks. Thank you. So last question, do any more questions from the audience? Um, do you imagine doing other things besides moving on as your audience moves on or, or facilitating real world? Like Carvey Levin talked about tours. You don't do get-togethers. You haven't. Have you done a lot of that, or is there a business in that for you? Yeah, we've thought about we've thought about um, uh, sort of helping our users discover experiences mm -hmm. um, around them. Airbnb's been doing that. Yeah, like yeah. Um, um, we've we've given it a lot of thought. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Tinder Social, a big part of it is specifying where you're going, what you're doing, mm -hmm. um, and who you're doing it with. And I think when you go out, a big part of where you decide to go is who's there. Are there people there that share my interests, that share my passions? Um, and uh, you know, before we answer what to do, we want to answer who to do it with. Mm -hmm. um, and um, before we answer where to go, we want to answer the question of where people are that, that you want to socialize with. And then we might take the next step and, um, so, and help Last question, dating in 25 years, what is that going to look like? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't presume to know what, 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 what it'll look like in 25 years. What I do know is that I hope Tinder is still creating you know, connections that would have otherwise never existed in 25 years and that we're able to create more connections in this world because you know, I think the world's a better place the more people we know, the more people we meet, and the more we can empathize with others. Great. Sean, thank you very thank much. You. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Remember to leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Recode Replay and be sure to check out our other podcasts. Every Monday, I host Recode Decode, a podcast about tech and media's key players, big ideas, and how they're changing the world we live in. On Thursdays, you can hear Recode Media, where Peter Kafka interviews the smartest and most interesting people in the media world. And on Friday, I host Too Embarrassed to Ask, along with Lauren Good of The Verge. You can find all these shows and more at Recode.net or wherever you listen to podcasts.